Sweat Equity Podcast, the number one comedy business podcast in the world. In the we'll world. We'll do it live. We'll do There's it live. That's the random one. <laughs> um, we've got. Uh, Sorry. Adam and Jack, some, some long in the tooth fellas from Maximum Value Partners. Maximum Value Partners that are coming on talking about small business growth. We're going to break this into a part one and two. If you're hearing this in part two in the intro. And you're like, they did a, they did a repeat. We're no. just lazy and not going to do two intros yeah. to record after the interview we did. Hey, uh, listen to us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Give us a five-star review. Write a little something-something. Could be nice, could be mean. Just don't let it be vanilla. Uh, and then subscribe Chocolate to the podcast. only. Subscribe to the podcast. This episode is sponsored by Squarespace. All-in-one drag-and-drop website builder. You can do it with your two little paws. You don't need to program anything. They've got templated designs. And the new template fluid engine is pretty balls-out awesome. You can basically design it any way you want. Man, I haven't been on Squarespace in a minute. I've been all up in that stuff working on uh, lostsmithworks.com, tokoworks.com, a little bit of sweatequity.com, but I can't move it to the new template yet because we have so much info on sweatequitypod.com. Let's get this episode part one and two. Let's get it started. Howdy, Tony. What about my sweat equity? Sweat equity. So how how do you guys uh, how much of people's personalities and lives do you get into to kind of you know assess them or even I'm guessing the disc report gives you a little bit of that but like just their daily habits and things like that, or just like how their own spending habits, you know, you might look at them with a really nice car that they can't afford. And they're also trying to run a business. The hundred thousand dollar millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, we try to keep things focused on business, but as you might imagine, things, you know, personal lives get, you know, get involved a lot. You know, as we're talking, you know, last time on the show, we've coached a lot of couples over the years. So you got spouses. So we're talking about that, that cool. you know, in terms of what happens, what doesn't happen, right? You know, during oh the day. Oh, that's I'll just, intense. Okay, I'll, just, that's, I'll leave the room. You double, and Eric, you can talk just, to Eric. Well, just the come. I mean, <laughs> dude, that's like beyond couples therapy, probably because then it's the money. And he, then it's whew. he was recently all up in that. He's now in a better life. Yeah, but, don't uh, need that. But right. was definitely doing the mom and pop shop. I'd be like, okay, which one of you two is gonna not be involved in the business because this isn't gonna work. <laughs> Well, I grew up with that. I mean, my parents worked together for 40 years. I thought it was normal. Oh, okay. I didn't realize how unusual, I didn't realize how unusual it was. So we got in the real world and saw that it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's very one. difficult. <laughs> well, it's difficult. Well, <laughs> you might be. I don't know. <laughs> no, I am. It's certainly unusual, right, to, to be able to do that. You know, and, and, you know, not everybody loves being with their spouse 24-7 either, right? But you have a lot of family that, that often gets involved in business, too. So, again, a lot of personal stuff will come up. We try to keep the focus on the business side of it, you know. Jack and I are not, you know, armchair psychologists. We're going to, you know, take care of all their, you know, their marriage problems or their their kid problems or their or their sibling problems, right? It's more focused on on, on in the business and whether you should have those folks in the business or not, too. That's a big challenge. Who do you bring into your business? And usually, it starts with friends and family and folks that you know, like, and trust, as opposed to strangers. You probably have a good story or two, though, from the couples. <laughs> 
Maybe we, we want to hear that's this. Who we make our, that's who we make our podcasts out of usually. The uh, the issues that we we encounter when we're we're coaching, they tell us everything. I mean, we you know we we have we serve as a buffer. We've God, we we should have a psychology degree, but we don't. And that uh, uh, they're they're desperate to talk to somebody. They just don't get information easy. Colleges don't provide it the way it should, and, and professional services, lawyers, accountants, they don't either. They're collecting taxes. Well, they might be put out of business with all the people being added to the budget here. But. Well, business is psychology when you really break it down. It's really trying to figure out a lot of behavior um, behavioral kind of management is a lot of it. I mean, marketing is for marketing sure. for sure. Um, your intra oh, yeah. intra, you know, personal relationships with partners, vendors, all that stuff. Um, you know, that's, I, I always see it kind of that way. And I, my buddy called me a business therapist cause you know, he came in wanting to be a client and just spewed all this stuff out. And I, if I tell him I'm a comic up front or they know that already, Good Lord, uh, they will say the most crazy shit uh, of like ever, and you go, you realize yeah, people do that, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't need to hear this intense. Story. I like, I actually liked it because I want to know, I want to know where their brains at. I want to know, Dirt. I want to know if they're really invested more than money. You know, when they're working with me, I want to know if they. I should have really assessed that as risk in a, a better way, so that I didn't get uh, bad clients, but. We've talked about it on this show. If we have one thing we've talked about uh, the entire uh, podcast uh, series is entrepreneurship's lonely, even if you have your partner right there that's working next to you because you guys are dividing and conquering. You know, Um, can you? You guys have any? But do you guys have any fun? The game's between your ears, like golf. Called it back. Uh, But do do we? Do you have any salacious stories? Some fun stuff. Like what? What do y'all been talking about on your podcast? Please don't talk shit about us on your next episode. Do it. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah, we can use the exposure. Actually, it'd be worse if uh, indifference is the biggest hate. Oh. All right. No, so you talk about couples working together. So I'm guessing you, the two of you, have been involved at some point where you've had you've had a couple that has an argument in front of you, sure. and it kind of gets a little bit out of hand and. Now, depending on your on your style, you might get some popcorn and let's watch the, you know let's watch the fight and see how it kind of goes. But most people try to get get, get out of the room, right? And so we had a client for you know, we were maybe a week. You know, no, we, we were about you know about a month and a half into it. We go in to meet him this morning, and and when we walk in, the two of them are literally yelling at the top of their lungs at each other in the office building, right? That's you know that has you know thirty other companies in it, and they're yelling at the top of their lungs about something that happened three years ago at home <laughs> that he forgot about, right? And literally, like, there's a vein popping in the middle of her forehead yelling at this guy. And I said, what happened? You know, and again, when they tell us what happened, I said, really? And you're bringing this up here now? I said, yeah, I understand how uncomfortable everybody is, in, not only in your office, in this entire building that, that, that people know about you guys. <laughs> people talk to the manager about you guys. Hey, the people, you know, in, in office two, three, four up there, they're, they're very stressful. We could tell when they're in the building because it's always loud and they're always yelling at each other. <laughs> it's absolutely crazy. How does that happen? All right? So you can get that in, on one extreme. The other extreme would be partners walking past each other in the hallways, not saying hello to each other. Hmm. They just can't stand each other anymore. And so they've learned to kind of bite their tongues. You know, but, you know, we've had everything from, you know, spouses like that, or we've had brothers, right, who are great brothers, but oh. opposite styles. You know, one says black, one says white, and, they, and 
that you know they're both former wrestlers, and they said, "Well, we almost we almost knocked out the office." But they said, "Hey, tell you what I'm going to do here, brother." I'm going on, right? Well, but they they said, "Look, we're we're great brothers, but we are terrible business partners." You know, it just it just doesn't work from that standpoint. So starting to kind of understand, you know, what you bring to the table from that standpoint could be could be very very helpful. Um, but yeah, I mean, the trouble with family in the business though, you know too much about them, right? You know all the bad stories that well, so and so did this, and they they had a bad weekend, and they went off on a bender. Okay, well, you know about that because they're your cousin or they're 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 your sister, not because you know it, it's relevant to what they're doing day to day. So often the, those things can get in the way from what's kind of going on, and and not be able to help the business go forward. I want to know what the guy did three years ago. Well, he was yelling. At I was going to say, like, well, something oh, very a, minor. Wo- a woman that remembered I something. I know. The more minor, right, the funnier. Small. Right, yeah. My friend. Something to do with, something to do with, with a closet. Something, again, it was, it, it was so, I, I couldn't believe it. That that's what she was mad about. My friend Liz Newman calls it, women will go through the file cabinet. And, like, they have their Dewey Decimal System of shit they st- will bring Solid up. state drive. And it's just, whoop. Instant access. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, Neuralink. Just, right. Yeah, I got this on demand anytime. Like Disney Plus or something. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. What I want to hear about the wrestling guys. Yeah, the brothers. Do you smell what the I mean, Ebola is brothers? cooking? Yeah, was it the Bushwhackers? <laughs> yeah, getting into Bushwhacking. Well, no, what, yeah, what happened was you know, they, they always knew that again. The, the the employees, much like kids, would come to whichever one gives them the right answer. You know, so they would know which one to go to for you know for different answers. But it was to the point. Or the, the one brother came to us and said, look, I can't work with my brother anymore. We said, okay, we can help you through that discussion, but you know, let us know. You have to bring it up. You know, we can't bring it up. And so we, he brought up, you know, we were about a year into coaching him, and he brought up you know, during one of the meetings, and his brother had no idea. You can see his brother, I mean, he was literally, you know, pushed back in his chair, but almost brought the tears. Like, he was just surprised. You know, he said, look, he said, I don't care. Like, you can buy me out. I'll buy you out. You know, whichever one's fine, but we can't keep going as we are. So the, the, the brother who brought to the table is one who wants selling out, which is fine. And they, this is like probably 10 years ago now that it's been. And they both have been separated. And the, the one got into his own company, you know, doing his own thing. The other one's been growing his, you know, the, the business that, that the brother left. But they, they were doing okay. But, again, they, they were very good brothers. But as business partners, it was, it was too hard. Almost part of this, again, maybe you have you know, those two alpha, alpha males kind of going at it, right? It's hard for them to survive together. They have to have their own space to be able to do things, to be able to kind of flap their wings. And so it becomes very, very difficult. So, again, understanding themselves, understanding each other very well helped help them get through that process, for sure. Yeah, I just heard a quote from um, Robert Kelly, a comedian, about comedians being married. I was married to a comic. didn't work out. And he's like, uh, the couple should only have one headshot mm. in the relationship. <laughs> right. <laughs> I thought that was pretty genius. A lot of people know. can't. No, I think it can work. I just think it is unusual. I think family business... Honestly, if you can avoid it, avoid it, right? Like if you're not that tight family or you're, you are two uh, alpha entrepreneur brothers that maybe have the same skill set, right? So they're, you know, they can't really divide up everything. Um, yeah, it, they literally used to do the division of labor, of physical stuff or whatever. <laughs> they're ballerinas. Like, do, are you going to help me? Yeah. Now it's all paperwork. Right. I don't want to do that. And like I, I, I feel like I see it. The family business strife. I see it when it's they're coming together, but have the same skill set. So it could be a brother, it could be uh, husband, wife, whatever. Husband, husband, wife, wife, whatever. Um, husband, wife, husband. husband. Yeah. Do it uh, into uh, another uh, one. Yeah. Utah. A, thru- a thruple. 
Yeah, well, it's hard it's hard to have those discussions with family because with family you have to see them. You have to see them at you know at, at family functions, at you know the holidays, that kind of stuff. And so we we had a situation years ago where it was transitioning from one generation to the next, and they wanted the the, the two kids to take it over. The one kid had been working the business since he graduated from school. The other one kind of came in a few years uh, a few years ago. And these two brothers couldn't you know couldn't quite get along. They're trying to find a place for one brother. To your point, it just just couldn't quite fit. And um, it's hard to have the discussion to fire your brother and t- and talk to your parents about it, right? Especially when you're trying to transition. So we found an opportunity where the one brother basically threatened to quit, and and we, he he called us and said, "Hey, so next time he says that, you got to grab on it with both hands and, and not let it go." So it was about a week later that he threatened to quit again. It's fine, you know what? If you're going to quit, that's it. If, if he said if you say it again, you're done. And so so he he honestly he forced his brother to quit, but his, his brother gave him the opportunity. So to give him the chance to go out on the higher road, but you're always trying to balance all this stuff, right? So when you're making a business decision, are you often thinking about what mom and dad are going to say? Well, if you're in family business, you almost are all the time. And so you can imagine what, how confusing that can be or how that can impact or delay important decisions. And so that's a big part of what we try to push through. Jack, Jack is very, uh, very adamant about this. You know, I'm more understanding because I grew up with it. But yeah, it's, you have to have certain conversations to get it set up properly. Or else it's going to go sideways quickly. Yeah, it spills over, you know, all that stress from work. Oh, things aren't going good at work. Normally things are good at home, but that spills over and they're both feeling it. If it's a husband and wife, forget it. You know, it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Then it's all big one mushy pile of anxiety. I feel like um, the best the best I've seen it with family business management is kind of um, I compare it to like being fluid, like watching hockey. Right. Those guys aren't calling plays out. They kind of just know where where to be. And. You know, some of some of the times they have to take a puck, you know, to the to their body to protect. And sometimes they're coming up and setting people up with a shot and they get nailed, you know, trying to get a shot in. It's kind of that thing of like Oh, they're getting beat up no matter what. I thought you were gonna say score the winning goal. Well, I'll say I was trying to think of a defi- I was trying to think <laughs> and of then a get punched in the face trying to do that. Backline, front line, if there you had a partner that was one and the other. Like oh. you know, you, you're going to get shit either way. You have to concede a little bit, but they're playing to their strengths already because they're in the position of a defensive person over here and, a, say, a, a, a wing. Um, but the fluidity of which hockey kind of works, I always look at that like they don't call plays. They can't really – they yell, but they can't really say much. They also um, only work for ninety seconds at a time, right? But that's that's an that's the one hundred and ten percent, and that's how it can feel in business. Like you can feel like you're under pressure, and then all this other shit comes in. If you're not fluid, it just gets in the way. And welcome to a file cabinet uh, argument from three years ago. To <laughs> the closet. What? What? You oh, don't even remember stuff like that. Ooh, I've got so a good hypothetical for him, and I, I split the room with this this hypothetical. What do you all think, right. couples? All time have fought over. This is all time in history. Uh, how to wash dishes or the temperature in the room? Fucking stumped him. I'll go with temperature in the room. See, yeah, see, I will too. I thought it. I always think it's an easy answer. Definitely temperature in the room. See, I've gotten it 50-50. I even put it on online as a poll to see what I'm it was. I'm surprised. I want to see these people. Doing the dishes. Back in the day, you had to do dishes in the river. It was a bigger deal. <laughs> Um, you know, like maybe you didn't have paper towels. So maybe it was palm frond. If we're going like Flintstones kind of cartoonish my own river, right? Like don't use those dishes. Those are for company kind of thing. Well, didn't you just throw it, throw it as part of the 
the laundry basket going down the river, you throw them in there with that, didn't you? I mean, so whoever's doing the laundry does the. Does yeah, but business. you you got to have your head on a swivel like a linebacker. <laughs> like you got to be looking because look, yeah. your baby could float down the river. Crocodile, eat yeah, it. crocodiles and stuff. Ty- typhoid, <laughs> right? Stuff like that. Consumption. Um, really, I thought I had y'all split. Uh, I feel like. Um, have you seen couples uh, be mired in that and get out of it? Is there is there a good? It's like were they fighting for eons and then they did ayahuasca? Or how did it turn out with the couple fighting over the closet from three years ago? Yeah, it didn't it, it didn't work out very well for their marriage or for the business. The marriage failed a couple years later, and then the the business failed right after that. You know, they, they actually oh, but the business they, made it longer. <laughs> A little bit, yeah. Good job, well, guys. Well, because it was assets when they divorced. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and they had customers who were paying them for a little while afterwards. But no, they, they had they had a life coach come live with them for a weekend. God damn! And we were joking about being a fly on the wall for that, and you know, film that and see what what really goes on. You know, you, know, you get a real behind the scenes look. A lot of masturbation, probably. But yeah, right. So <laughs> it, it's not if the, if the marriage is not solid, business is is not going to help. It's like having a kid to help fix your bad marriage, right? right? It's, it's gonna make it worse. Eric got a dog. <laughs> there we go. See, my dog. Listen to my thirteen-year-old self. I got a dog out of it. Yeah, I'll bring that back too. Um, yeah. How long well, have you guys been together? How long have you been together? Well, he and I. When do we meet on Grinder? This is like uh, <laughs> on the show together. Five years. Yeah, I was doing it a little bit before Eric came on. He came on as a guest. We had we had recorded sketches and stuff, done comedy stuff uh, previous. He came on as a guest, and I was like, what are you doing? And then, yeah, that was about it. Happily ever after. Mm-hmm. This is the longest relationship I've got. Yep. <laughs> Five years, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, you're beating out my ex-wife. Take I think that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have to say beating out. Well, you're not Poor beating choice. her up. She's a small Asian I don't have woman. to beat her at all. <laughs> Um, I've surpassed her. Any other nuggets of advice before we uh, close this episode out? We like talking to you guys. I want to have you guys back on. Uh, yeah, we like again. talking to you guys too. You're a lot of fun. And if you need scab guests for your show to come in, like a real guest falls through and you need some replacement USFL players, we can uh, <laughs> we can fill in. Good enough. All right. What uh, any other? What's the what? What's been on y'all's mind the most? What uh, kind of last thing, and we'll close this out. What's been kind of uh, recently? Y'all have been talking about a lot on your show. Well, we've had a lot of discussion about couples has been one, but we've got um, just in terms of uh, of of leading yourself. It's something you guys talked about a little, a little bit earlier in terms of you know just kind of knowing yourself and be able to kind of lead yourself, set goals. You know, what does it mean to kind of set goals? And you know, have priorities for you. That's been a big part of what we've talked about. Um, and we've talked about you know, off the air. There's been a lot of deals going on. You know, people looking to sell or buy companies. That's a big way to kind of grow. That's a you know, it's a big area that we help a lot of our clients with. And so, it's one of those things that involves the numbers, though. So, so I saw a lot kind of doze off for a second. But yeah, you know, you have to involve the numbers as part of, part part of doing the deal, right? So, but that's a good way to be able to grow your business quicker. Either add more products or services, or be able to take folks out. Um, from that standpoint, um, do you see any, some- any of the macroeconomic kind of um, you know news uh, fear fear of you know, the fear that's been out there about? Uh, I was just reading like not a surprise we don't have enough houses or something like that. Uh, right. 
because of the 08 recession, uh, the builders didn't want to build. So it's like the lowest uh, supply of homes since like 2014 or something like that. Um, or confidence. I think the confidence of builders. There's, there's more real estate agents than there are houses available. Uh, that's, that's, that's pretty funny. Depressing. <laughs> yeah. That's, them. It's true. It's like a backup job for a lot of people for some reason. I'm like, this is, it's harder to be a real estate agent now because everybody used to have like, they used to know houses before they like, before the internet, like you knew, you right. knew stuff. They're like, gonna all go. Half go your job away, was like slowly being, like, go away, knowing where all the speakeasies are, and then now it's all about really just being good at the contract aspect. Yeah, right. It's evolved. You know, part of the beauty of small business is that you, you, you react a lot of those big picture things going out there, but usually there's there's ways around it. I mean, a big part of being in small business and being an entrepreneur is reacting and adjusting. And so, you know, whether it be inflation, the people are worried about a price thing that you know it seems to kind of cool down a little bit. But, you know, people always have some boogeyman that they're afraid of. And part of the beauty of running your own thing is you have the choice of what you want to do about it. You know, so over the last year and a half, you get a chance to raise your prices. If you haven't raised your prices by now, chances are it's going to be a little bit harder. And hopefully you did. And so, you know, part of the beauty, again, the beauty of small businesses, you don't have to, you know, necessarily be as worried about those because you can react to them. You can't control them, you know, by any means. And so but you have the, the ability to be nimble and to react quickly. Adaptability, yeah. Jack, do you have anything? Uh, it's hard. It's hard to get excited about the future when it's so uncertain. So you know, if you're you're talking about short-term planning, you you almost can't do it. It's it's you know, without a plan, you're dead. And just very simply, and we we aren't talking MBA style type uh, planning with seventy pages and all kinds of graphs and. Uh, we we don't believe in it, you know. Even though we, you know, we're college educated and come through the the the, the Kool Aid, basically, uh, you you got to understand numbers and you have to basically be flexible and have fun. When you get to become an old codger, then forget about it. You know, it's just not going to work. You got to instill enthusiasm in your in your company. It's up to you to set the right culture. And we try to teach that because it's so important. Everything else is going to fail unless you have a good plan. Everyone understands it. Everyone's involved in what's going on in the company. You get to that point and you're successful. You are. And again, we define success as growing sustainable profits. The rest of it's bullshit. Anything that, you know, you get a marketer talking to you and you, you, you listen for eight hours over a couple of weeks and they never mention the word sales. You know, how in the world can you have marketing without sales? Oh how can you not have an eyeball on sales? This, could go, this could go for another hour. Oh no, I have a question about the, <laughs> where you're saying about having everybody in the company know what's going on. Can you speak to that a little bit more? Just well, like we, having we literally have a plan can, with the plan. The owner I know. Does the owner understand profit and loss? Does he know what a balance sheet and a profit and loss statement is? Chances are no, statistically. You know, at least half don't don't understand it. We'll ask somebody, well, were you profitable last year? Geez, I don't know. You know, I gotta call my CPA and I'll let you know. So you gotta you gotta have that component in it. You have to. And if you have that. And you, you put it in a format that you can quickly assess, assess and, and, and make decisions on it, you're, you're going to stay out of trouble. You have to. 
So the culture that's created in the company that we coach, they stay with us for years, which most do, big part of the culture is going to be talking about the profit and loss and the balance sheet. Educate your employees to what profit's all about and how it works. They don't know. They just don't know. They don't have it figured out. As you can understand, it's pretty complicated. Um, and that that's important. And bring them into presenting components of the plan. So between a, a, a well-understood profit plan and understanding profits, you as the owner, especially if you can, you get people talking about that. So rather than going on lunch hour or wherever they're going and they're bitching about the company and talking about stuff that's that's uh, nonsensical misinformation, as they like to call it today, uh, they talk about incentives, small incentives, to become a utility czar, for example. You, you pay for electricity and, and uh, water, all the utilities. Why shouldn't somebody be in charge of that? Why shouldn't they learn presenting skills? By presenting, I mean, be able to talk about a, a small little carve out of the profit plan and make uh, Susie a, uh, you know, the one who's going to understand the different rates and the different stuff. Get them involved in, in pretty intelligent stuff. Your good employees are going to gravitate to that and love it because they want to learn. And if you get good employees, which is pretty tough to do, well, you got to covet them. you got to hold on to them. They're going to make all the difference in the world. And we have a lot of fun teaching that. Both of us have a financial background, but you know, I have an operations background and the companies I bought and before that, too. So we, uh, we take them through that. You know, owners talk about, big corporations talk about asset. They're the biggest asset of our people, and they don't do squat for them. It's wrong. So give me on a rant. Oh, no, no. We're going to let you go as long uh, yeah, as you no, want. I mean, yeah. I asked the question. That's Great. the beauty of the podcast. It. It's we're, we're not radio, and we got, we don't have to cut to a commercial. So There's buttons on a keyboard. Boop, boop, boop. But, so, so I, had a quick, I had a quick question for you, Jack. You mentioned the word, the term old codger. Is there a young codger? I only hear it referred to as an old codger, right? Codger. Codger. Codgers? I think by using codger, you're, you're – Automatically, sell, you're a codger. Automatically? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's like 22 skidoo or something. Um, <laughs> that's, that's <right>. <laughs> <laughs> Those are good. Good old phrases, right? I'm going steady with my lady. Um, uh, any, you got anything else? Not after that, no. Uh, yeah. Um, thanks for coming on. We'll, we'll have you back on Q4 of this year, probably something like that. Okay, yeah, we'll plan it for Q4. <laughs> I just wanted to sound formal. Well, Q4, we'll have you on. Uh, thanks for coming on, y'all, and uh, we'll we'll link out y'all's um, y'all's social and uh, website on our description of the episode. Appreciate it, guys. Glad you could join us this time, Good. Eric. Meeting you. Good seeing you again, Law. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Guys. thanks, guys. Have a great.